Come on. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. Melissa, you grab that side. I'll grab this side. We will stretch this dollar. Are you ready? I'm ready. Excellent. Welcome to Money Savage Further. This is George Grombacher. Our guest today is Melissa Tassetti. She is a cash flow planner and author, a speaker, and the founder of The Savvy Life. I'm excited to have you on. Melissa, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Uh, uh, that is a <laughs> big question. <laughs> So we have, um, you know, our company, The Savvy Life, we have been around actually since 2004. Nice. We started writing about money, just this idea that no matter how much money you have coming into you, there is a finite amount that we have. How do you live the best possible life with that amount? And I've just been fascinated by this topic for a very, very long time. So started writing about it started getting asked to do some speaking, started getting asked to work with folks on their budgets. And that's what we've been doing. Oh, I love it. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, we need to work with what we have. So how do we, with this, oftentimes, this finite amount of income coming in, how do we live the best possible life? And this is, I'm, I'm, I already asked you really one huge question, so I'm just going to ask you another one. How, how do you think people are doing with that? Are, 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 are we doing better with our resources today than when you started thinking about it or worse? I think that we're doing worse <clears throat> and I hate throwing a wet blanket on that yeah, question, sure. but you know, so much of it is all the things that are supposed to make our lives easier, specifically around banking and technology or the way that we spend money is actually making our financial lives that much more complicated. We have, money coming in, money going out. There's so many different ways that we can actually spend. There's so many different styles of currency that on any given day, it's very challenging for people to know how much can they spend without getting themselves into trouble. Hmm, got it. And yes, things that are supposed to make life easier when in fact they do not and they do the opposite, then I think that that's a problem. But so, so when, when you say that, when you say that, that, we have all this technology. Is it a matter of I'm making so many transactions maybe on my mobile device or just, just with, with one click and I'm getting myself in trouble because I'm overspending? It's a, it's a lot of things. So we have part of our work that we've been doing for a very long time is to work with people that are actually making pretty good money. So we're working with folks that are making anywhere between a hundred thousand and a million dollars a year. And they have multiple currencies, credit cards, they've got, they're using PayPal, Venmo, and they can buy a cup of coffee with their telephone, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, because money, it, we're no longer just pushing money out of a checking account. Even before, if we used a credit card, 
to uh, make a purchase, ultimately we would pay that bill off with our credit card, right? But now you've got automatic transfers, automatic withdrawals. It's, it's just so very challenging unless you are really on top of it or you have a system in place for managing the way that you spend. It really can be so very challenging. And a lot of what we do with our clients is to work with them to create a cash flow system. For example, <clears throat> they might use a single checking account for all their bills. And then they may use just one credit card for all of their uh, automatic transactions, uh, your Spotify, your Audible subscriptions, things like that. And then they may use a separate credit card just for all of their spend. And so they're just a little bit closer to that money where they're making decisions, they're making choices, they're only using one form of currency for that. So it makes tracking that so much easier for them. Got it, okay. Well, I think that whenever something's a problem, you make it a process or, in this example, a system, and then it becomes less of a problem. I, we're huge fans of, of habits. That's what it all boils down to. And if you make it a habit, you don't even have to think about it. It's just the way that you do things. Okay. So so, so breaking that down, you talk about mm-hmm. helping, helping successful people. So really... You know, and, and if you're making $5 million a year, but you're spending $5 million a year, then you're not going to be financially successful. So you need to really, no matter what your situation is, understand what your cash flow is, have a system for managing it. So, so how do you get started? Yeah. So part of it is understanding that there is a problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So it's, it's understanding that what the struggle is and I'll give you an example. And if I'm not answering your question, please Ask me to to rephrase this, but you know, the very first thing that we do with clients is we spend uh, time with them just investigating what their day to day financial life looks like. So, what is their, what are their habits around money now? Where do they feel like they are really struggling as far or overspending? Um, And, excuse me, just getting, getting a very clear understanding of what their financial life looks like. And what it doesn't look like, like what, what, where's that disconnect? Why haven't they been able to live the life that they want to live? Um, and very, you know, very often people think kind of, well, I'm making a lot of money. I should be able to spend a lot of money, but they don't realize that they've got their monthly expenses that are, that are fairly routine and they're fairly manageable, but it's the intermittent expenses, the stuff that comes up throughout the year that is really throwing them off. And I don't care if you're making $50,000 a year or you're making $500,000 a year, that's really where most people are tending to struggle is those intermittent expenses and not accounting for them or not being willing to really to really be honest about what those expenses are going to look like. And then they get on this roller coaster. Uh, and very often that's when they're getting forced to use credit cards to help them bridge that gap or they're dipping into their emergency fund for things that truly aren't emergencies. Got it. Does that answer your question? Oh, yeah, oh, very much. Okay. So what are some examples of these intermittent expenses that, that commonly pop up? One of the bit, <clears throat> the first ones that pops up is property tax if it's not escrowed. Mm. A sure. common one that, that throws people off they forget about would be like summer camp. So I live in California. Summer Well, actually, this is all over the United States. Summer camp can be, you know, $3,000, $6,000 for a single kid. So then you, you know, 
exacerbate that with, you know, a couple of kids, (laughs) that's, that's impactful, right? I mean, that's for a lot of people, that's a family vacation. So without having a plan for it, it just completely throws things off. And a lot of people use summer camp for childcare. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a lifestyle choice, but it's to, to a degree, it's a need as well. Got it. Yeah. So when you say that, that a lot of the times people just aren't honest with themselves, is it like, I, 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 they, they just don't want to come to terms with the fact that there's going to be a $10,000 expense? I believe that's the case. It's it's so much easier for them to think that, you know, I'm going to spend on the things that I want to spend on. I'm going to spend on the vacations. I'm going to spend on um, uh, other things that are just, you know, far more fun than the fact that the animals need to go to the veterinarian every year. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and it's, I think that a part of that, and I'm, I'm very sympathetic, empathetic to this is that we don't want to think that all of our income is getting sucked up by these expenses, mm-hmm. right? But they, but, but again, without a plan, that's when we're, why we're getting thrown off. And it can be challenging to face it. Money is emotional. It is really emotional, but it is the thing that funds our lives, you like it or not. And so if you can create a plan, you've got a much better shot at living the life that you want to live. Yeah. Well, I 1000% agree with that. So what, what is it that, I mean, <laughs> if, if you have the answer to this question, which, which I, it's, I, I imagine that, that this is really what you've been working on and, and, and what you keep getting better at and what the savvy life is, is probably strongest at, is how do you motivate people to pull their head out of the sand to have those tough conversations? And the, that's the witchcraft and the magic right yes. there, I always say. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know what it is, is our secret sauce is showing people that with the plan, we're going to help them to not just find that money to be able to <clears throat> fund their long-term goals, but to be able to balance the the stuff that we know we should do, the retirement, the saving for for college for kids, if that's something that that you that is a goal for you, but also balancing all that with the short term goals. So when I'm meeting with a client and we're in that introductory meeting, one of the things that I'm listening for is what is their carrot. In other words, if I if they've been wanting to go to Europe for you know, a couple of years and they just haven't been able to make that happen. If I can go in and show them, look, your financial advisor told us you need to save a thousand dollars a month in order to be able to retire on time. We can show you how to do that. Plus be able to get you to Europe in, you know, 12 months, but you have to make these adjustments. Their eye is going to be on Europe there. That is a motivating enough goal. And especially if we can do it in a short enough amount of time that they will make those changes. And so it's really most of the people that we're working with travel is the big goal, being able to balance out that travel. Um, or maybe it might be a down payment on a house. But that is how we've, we've got to figure out what that carrot is. Otherwise, you know, to be frank, this is what I do for a living. And the idea of just saving money because that's the right thing to do. There's other things I'd rather spend my money on. Yeah. <laughs> But if I can find that balance, that to me, that's the best part, right? It's really, truly about being purposeful. Well, that is music to my ears right there. Being purposeful, being intentional about everything. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love it. And and yes, the idea of saving money for the sake of saving money is not a very exciting thing. So, 
<laughs> All right. Not for most people. Not for most people. I should be very careful yeah, when I say no, that. Sure, <laughs> sure. There are there are some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people who are also maybe weirdos who who like saving money just for the sake of saving money. I'll go ahead and say it, Melissa. That's not her perspective. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So so important to find that to 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 find that carrot to find really what their big motivator is um, that will allow them to look at the entire picture and to make the necessary changes to reach that ultimate goal. And I was trying to avoid saying your why, but just to be able to 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 to, to reach that why. So. What are the, the the main categories that are often the opportunities for eliminating expenses or saving money? Sure. So, and I want to be very careful too when I say that just having a carrot is a big enough reason for change. We also, a huge part of what we do, and I really feel where our value is because anybody can put numbers on a, on a document and Tetris them and make those numbers work. That the other big piece of what it is that we do is working with that client and the crazy commute they might have, the multiple activities their kids might be involved in, and figuring out how are they going to make those habit changes, right? So it's not just you know having a big enough why. It's really also about problem solving with with their particular situation. So. For example, you know, number one, and you probably have heard this a million times, it's food. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're overspending on food. We live in a DoorDash world. Um, and, and, I, and, and it's understandable. And one of the reasons why we live in a DoorDash world now is because of the root cause, which is that we are so busy. Yes, there are a l- large majority of people out there do not enjoy cooking or they don't know how to cook. So there is a challenge there. But... There's also the challenge that there's, you know, by the time they get home, it's seven o'clock at night. And now the thought of like trying to put together dinner is overwhelming to them. And it's just easier to pick up the phone and grab takeout, right? Yeah. Uh, so, th- so that's food is number one. And so we do spend a tremendous amount of time talking through clients to figure out, hey, is DoorDash the answer? Or is, you know, a subscription to Blue Apron the answer? Or having groceries delivered, what is going to make the most sense? Another area where there's a big bleed is on clothes. Uh, we just we have a tendency to shop in this day and age more out of entertainment than we do out of necessarily having a goal. I'm gonna, you know, I, our cl- our closets are overflowing with clothes. Then we're complaining that we have nothing to wear. Yep. So creating strategies around that. This is where we start touching on looking at money from a lifestyle perspective. So we talk to clients about quality over quantity about really understanding what looks good on them, how, how, to, how to figure that out and how to take control of their spending so they can build a wardrobe full of clothes that they really love. And um, from there, it's also understanding, you know, the Amazon Prime habit because you're miserable in your job and so you're decompressing <laughs> during your lunch hour at work, right? Yeah. I'm probably not saying anything that is new to you. <laughs> no, I think that this is, uh, no, I did uh, I think it's the most important things that we need to be talking about. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing about the Amazon Prime habit, though, because you know we've worked with over 600 clients, and we're fairly intimate in their their financial spending. And the one habit that we've really seen with Amazon is that 
It is employees that are not happy in their jobs that have a tendency to decompress during their lunch hour shopping, right? But the C-level executives or the owners of those companies, they have the exact same habit, but they tell us that they do that at night, laying in bed on their phones. So that's when they're they're de-stressed shopping. <laughs> so same exact habit, it's just that if they're the business owners, they're doing it at night. Interesting. Yeah. Which certainly makes sense, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So food, and I, that doesn't surprise me a bit. And clothing, I, I, you know, I've, I, I don't have enough data on it. I, I've been researching how much the average American spends on cars and th- things like that. Mm-hmm. How, how, how does that play in? Yeah, we very often are buying more car than we can necessarily afford. And so there's a lot of, there have been a handful of clients that have decided to actually sell their cars uh, in order to go ahead and get into something a little bit more affordable, whether it was, you know, they realized very quickly that they just, that they made a mistake. Uh, That's not the case for everybody, you know, Um, but yeah, cars is definitely there. You know, it's a lot of the subscription stuff. All of a sudden we wake up and we realize that we have 13 subscriptions to things that it's a monthly hit to our finances and maybe we're not getting the most value out of all of them. So being aware of what we're saying yes to. Um, and another one, like I could talk about this. <laughs> this is one of my favorite topics to talk about is just money in general, but <clears throat> lifestyle creep. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're not allowing ourselves to let our income increase over time. We just continue to increase our cost of living. And a lot of it is, it's the bigger car. It's the, hey, let's get into a bigger house or buy the vacation home or whatever that might be versus, hey, you know what? With every pay raise, I'm going to put 50% towards my retirement. The other 50% I get to enjoy, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I don't take on any more bills. Yeah, I think that that's such important advice that, uh, that it's not talked about enough right there. And yes, we just let our expenses continue to yeah. expand to consume all available resources. So um, I I can see people coming to you nervous that they think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to make yeah. overhaul my entire life to, 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 to meet my goals. And for some people, that's probably true. But I would have to think that it's probably small adjustments here and there. Or, or it could be totally very much wrong. so and <laughs> yeah it is it, it is the small adjustments and we always the majority of our clients come to us or are referred to us through financial advisors and we always tell financial advisors we are not the money police please don't tell your clients right. that we're going to do budget help for them we call it a spending plan on purpose because that's truly what it is is a plan for where they're going to spend their money uh, and it is it's just little adjustments and you know I got into this business because I was so ignorant about money skills. I didn't even know that my problem was that I didn't have money skills. So our level of sympathy is very, very high because it's just ignorance that can be fixed. And that's all we're trying to do when we're working with clients is to just give them that information that they're not aware of, help them to create a plan, help them to create the habits to put that plan into play and get them on track. I love it. And, and and going back to that whole habits thing again, that's that's really what's going to make or break people, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. There's a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. 
And <clears throat> I tell clients about it when I'm doing speaking engagements, whether I'm teaching financial advisors what I do or work, you know, speaking in front of financial advisors, clients, I always bring up that book and I have sold more of that book for that man than I have of my own. <laughs> but it is such an excellent resource. It's the basis of everything that we do. I love it. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for coming out. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people get involved with the Savvy Life and you? Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. So you can find us at our website, the Savvy Life dot com and it's two v's and savvy and from there you know we're also on youtube we're on you know the social medias uh come in check us out we've got articles that we write we publish an article a week we publish a new video a week on youtube and um yeah like i said i can talk about money and write about money all day it's one of my favorite things <laughs> i love it <laughs> Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Melissa your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to thesavvylife.com, T-H-E-S-A-V-V-Y-L-I-F-E.com. Find them on YouTube and all over social media, and I'll link to all of those spots in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Melissa. Hey, thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs> 